Welcome to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. I wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts. So welcome to that space. For more information, to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists, visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org. Please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. Beatrice Erica Mays has appeared in several film, television, voiceover, and theater productions during her young and flourishing career. You may have seen her in Amazon Sex and the Single Lady, How to Do Everything, and Tony James's Blue House Slave, just to name a few. Known for her ambiguous look and mesmerizing vocal sound, she's been recognized as the Meridian Black Expo's Miss Photogenic 2010 and her high school's most likely to become famous. Beatrice Erica Mays studied at the New School, Long Island University Post, MXCC, and Hunter College, graduating with a degree in theater arts. A Connecticut native, she's taking a bite out of the Big Apple in the heart of New York City. Check out Beatrice Erica Mays on IMDb, Actors Access, and social media platforms at Way underscore. Join me now in my heartfelt and fun conversation with Beatrice Erica Mays about connections on the train, injecting love into your art, being your biggest fan, taking a breath, and so much more. Hi there and hello everybody and welcome to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the flow and today I'm joined by Beatrice Erica Mays. She is hello. an artist. Hey girl, she is an actress, an artist based in New York City, and the joy coming through this line, y'all, I gotta tell you, it's amazing. Thanks for being here. Yes, thank you so much, Andre, for having me. So tell us about yourself. Tell us, what, how are you putting out love in the university or arts these days? Yes, okay, so let's see. I am... 24. I'm actually turning 25 April 8th. Woo-woo. Okay, happy birthday and, to you. Yes. <laughs> and I think I really just, um, I'm at this point in my life where, like, you know, everyone kind of gets like, okay, you're a quarter of a century old. Like, I'm definitely feeling those 25 vibes. Like, oh, shit, I mean, I'm 25. But mm-hmm. um, I do feel like I just want to express love in any way I can artistically. Um, my passion is to act. I also do singing. Um, I used to tap dance when I was younger, and I actually um, used to be an advanced figure skater. I know I'm telling you like all this stuff. I'm never. Wait, 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 wait! No, no, I'm I'm here for all of it. You were an advanced figure skater, like 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 brown people on ice. Go on. Like I never did like you know any like musicals or anything like that. But I had a coach. Um, I would train like two, three days a week. Um, my coach had actually died of cancer and I never, like, that's when I stopped doing, yeah, me too. She was, she was awesome though. Like, I mean, so cool. Like she owns the actual skating rink. So she would give me free lessons because she really thought I had potential, whatever. And, uh, you probably did. You probably did did have potential. Yeah. 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 You know, and I mean, like I did, um, some competitions, like she kind of took me through like my first two, um competitions i did like a tango thing on ice which was fun but it was a lot of fun like it was just a hobby for me but 
it was um it, it actually really is reflective of like dance and um you know using your body to fuel art and i remember like my first show i ever did um we were like beauty and the beast and it felt so good like i could see my mom i was like on stage and i could see my mom like crying i'm just in the stands and i like didn't want to like mess up but i was just so happy like watching performances i mean of course she's my mom but like watching performances watching people move watching people showcase something artistic it's just something about it that i think really provokes a feeling inside you know what i mean it's yeah. not just uh, like you know a one-dimensional like okay i'm watching this it's like what am i feeling when i watch this what am i thinking when i watch this what do i love what do i like what am I looking forward to? What do I hope she does next? Like that really, I think where the passion drove for me with art. So. I love yeah, it. Um, so who, <laughs> who, who do you love while you're, you said your mom has been in your audiences. Who do you love while you're executing your art? Oh yes. So let's see. This ride has really been crazy. Like being an artist, um, actually, you know, deciding to take, acting as a serious career in the past three years, yeah. you really like, you, I think you just learn to, to give that gen, that genuine love, like just to anyone, you know, there are definitely awkward situations or people that you don't always, you know, really, really click with. Like me and mm -hmm. I, me and you, Andre, I can tell we click right away ever since right I got away. on the phone. Like boom. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like the, the thing is, and I think this is a beautiful thing about being an artist for me, I've really learned to love everybody. Like, even if there's that boss that really gets on my nerves or, you know, that boyfriend that I know I need to leave, like, there's still always an underlying I have love for you no matter what. You know what mm. I mean? At the end of the day, we all are, like, you know, trying to just kind of make the dream work. So. Yeah. I love that as a, um, as a mantra, <laughs> and I needed to hear that today because, you know, I, sometimes I um, encounter, shall we say, prickly relationships and <laughs> prickly interpersonal <laughs> situations. And the affirmation that you just spoke, uh, I just want to land that with the, with the guest. Yeah. Um, I have love for you no matter what. Yeah, that's um, right. I, I love that. And if I could just drink that in right now, like I have love for them <laughs> no matter what. Um, what propels your love? Like what's the fuel in your love tank? What's, what's, what brought mm -hmm. you to this place? You know, really like a lot of outside circumstances have brought this kind of like uh, energy over me. Um, I'm not sure if you, you might've heard of this, maybe um, any of the, anyone listening right now. If you go on Netflix, there is a documentary, and it's called The Secret. And I watched yes. this maybe I watched this maybe two months ago now at this point, and it was like oh, wait, wait, wait. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to induce shame in your life, but you you just yes. jumped in on The Secret wagon two months ago. <laughs> yes, I know, right? I'm late. I'm late. No, no, I you're good. No, in, in the universe, yep. Tommy, you're right on time though. But like, okay, yep. so you yep. watched The Secret two I, months I ago. I swear, I've had Netflix for years. I've never, and I watch documentaries all the time. I never came across it. It never, like, ever popped out at me. And, um, you know, I was having a really deep conversation with one of my other artist friends, and she was like, you got to go watch The Secret. Like, just go watch it. Been saying thing to me about it. You know, I watched it, and it really was life-changing because it it really showed me, it gives you, first of all, it gives you proof for everyone out there who does it fully believe in like thinking positive and you know not just saying like okay it's going to be a good day but really feeling that it's going to be a good day and accepting that 
like you choose your life path. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. That really like resonated with me. So really since then I feel like I've I've completely like anything I do, I, I I don't know, I feel like in the back of my mind I always have like, okay, like, you know, watch the secret you know what this said and you know sometimes i refresh on it and rewatch it um but that is something that's been a real outside major force for me and then also just like staying around good people and staying around people who keep me motivated and who are also doing things similar to me and you know even if you're not like i lived in brooklyn at a time with seven roommates and we all did completely different jobs uh-huh. but it you know even if they weren't artists there's that creativity that everybody has in them and that, I think, just really stems closely with who you really are, like you, your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're able to see that and bear witness to that in other people if you're looking for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. People will find you and you will find people on the, like, in the strangest of occasions on the subway, outside, in elevators, like... People, I feel like really I'm, I'm aware that the universe knows what's good for me and it's going to bring people in my life that are necessary and nobody that's not, you know? Yes. So you're, right. on the tr- you're, so you're on the train and you mm-hmm. are feeling, are you feeling love? Are you giving love? Are you, are, are you in your phone? Like, like how, how are you mm-hmm. making an effort these days to like kind of get out of your box and like give more love? Um, I have love for you no matter what. You know, Andre, really, that's a great question. Like, I feel like it's all um, a journey. You know what I mean? Like, every single day, I'm not perfect. I actually think um, in New York, there, you know, are a lot of weird things that can happen on the trains and stuff. But I know, like... time! (laughs) Right, right. Show, exactly. And that's not even the weirdest. It's so crazy, the things you'll see on the train. And, and, you know, the things you hear people saying. And and sometimes I, and this is to be honest, I yeah, do get please. on the train sometimes. That's just an example. I'll get on the train sometimes, and then you will step into a cart with, like, everyone's tired, everyone's drained, everyone's mad, everyone's stressed, and you can really, like, feel it. If you really get in touch with your senses, you can feel the vibrations of the, of the, of the majority, I feel, more than anything. And, um, you know, there's definitely been times I've been on the train, and it's like, damn, like, my mood kind of goes down a little bit. Um with with others being around but in this journey of like being positive and expressing love and, and you know really going for what I want in life I'm at a point where when I do recognize that I immediately cut it out I, I like I immediately say like this is not going to get to me this is not going to affect me and I know that if I just like go in overdrive with my positive vibes that'll at least neutralize it and that might make somebody not know why they feel a little bit brighter but they will you know, or, yeah. you know, smiling at that stranger or, you know, some people do, you know, compliment others and, you know, just start randomly talking to people, which I also used to think that was so creepy. I used to hate when people used to like randomly talk to me. Yeah. Now I just accept it because like, how else are you going to meet people? How else are you going to um, really like show others that, yes, I am a positive person and I accept what you're saying to me and, you know, you might not be coming up to me just because, like, you think I'm pretty and you want to hit on me or whatever. You could just be coming up to me because I look like an artist and someone actually said this to me the other day like, oh, you look like you do art. That's what they said to me. And I looked at them See, like, well, what you got it coming at your pores. You, but I you do. I, you I do. guess so. 
I was like, I mean, I'm not wearing a Picasso outfit or anything. <laughs> like, I had no idea why this person said that to me. And um, they were like, and I had my headphones in and everything. Like, um, usually I do do that. Like, have my headphones in. Well, that's a creep music. repellent. That's a creep repellent, the headphones It are. is, you know, right. So, um, but, you know, and then, like, they were like, you look like you're an artist. And it was nice of them to even say, and it was a guy nonetheless, too. And, like, I could have been like, oh, God, this guy's trying to talk to me. But I, like, took my head, my headphone piece out of my ear, like, oh, I'm sorry, like, what'd you say? Because whether you were, whatever you were trying to do, nothing negative was coming into me. Hey, you know hey, I mean? say that. Like, I have a force <laughs> positive around me. And no matter yeah. what, no matter how this interaction goes, I know what my internal truth is. I, I'm in touch with mm-hmm. that, my positive sense. Yeah, that's right. And it was just, and we had a great conversation. It was only two stops. And like, after he left, I was like, you know what? That was a five minute conversation. It wasn't that bad. And I didn't look like the girl that I had an attitude. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a win for everybody. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I practice yoga and I'm, I'm Buddhist now and in my life. And there's a bunch of like heart sutras that we have and like heart opening poses that we have that just kind of remind us that like as best as we can stay open mm-hmm. and stay positive in every situation because you never know who needs that conversation from you of love and who you're going to brighten so i yeah i too um want to be in my headphones and listen to my favorite podcast that's not my own of course and you know (laughs) and you know and kind of take in what i want to do in my bubble but i'm finding that taking that tea with a friend going to the deli with a friend um you know uh being more open to a stranger and just saying good morning or leaving the door open um Mm -hmm. can can help make other people's days brighter and then i often feel lifted surprisingly enough I feel lifted myself. Um, yeah. What activities these days, in addition to your art, are making you come alive with love? Like, what's really just turning your crank? Hmm. You know, it's so interesting that you actually said that you do yoga and, like, you know, that you practice Buddhism. And I mm-hmm. love that you say that because I, I feel like I've been meditating a lot more lately. Okay. Okay. And that is like, it's so crazy. Like. I'm not the, I'm not perfect at it. There's still like days where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like getting up and even doing that. But whenever I do, it feels so necessary, and it feels like, what would I be doing if I didn't just do this meditation? If I didn't just turn off everything, turn my phone on, do not disturb, turn my lights, my TV off, light a candle, and just zen out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so the the meditation for me is definitely something I've been doing a lot more. Um, trying to practice and I love that you do yoga like send me some like videos I should watch or oh, I will. To, like, meditate too I would love that really I would Andre because I feel like it's so helpful it's so well, helpful to life it's such a de-stressor you know what I mean uh-huh. it's uh-huh. awesome I started with this um, young woman on YouTube called, years ago called Adrian. It's um, it, the the YouTube um, channel is called Yoga with Adrian, and she has a bunch of one to thirty day like introductory courses. Like you can do a thirty day yoga intro, a thirty day love yourself yoga. Oh retreat. my god! Um, and so if you have a mat, like she'll take you from the very basics of like you know how to place your hands, how to place your feet. Like she'll 
take you through all of the poses and things like that and kind of give you like a strong introduction. So yeah, I recommend that to the listeners. I recommend that to you. I'll send you a link after after we're done though. And uh Okay. Yeah, really, yeah. really good stuff. What else know. in addition what it, what else in addition to yoga and meditation? Like is there a food you enjoy? Um or a certain conversation with a loved one that really makes you come alive? You know, Every time I talk to, this is back to that Brooklyn living with seven people <laughs> situation, mm-hmm. um, I, there's, there's one particular friend that I've taken out of that roommating situation that we kind of like try to meet at least, we try not to go at least two months without seeing each other. Yeah. And yeah. she is someone, she's actually a journalist. She actually, um, she actually had like as an author, she just got a, a edit, an editing gig or something with Scholastic. At, okay. uh, Scholastic. So She's been doing her thing with that. Um, she's a photographer, Diana Crandall. She's awesome. Um, and she's on Facebook, Instagram, all that. You better um, promote your friend. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yes. Sh- shameless, not not shameless posts about Diana. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> send her this podcast too, so she knows I'm talking about her. But yes. she is like so awesome. And every time we hang out, she's like a person I can actually like. When you ask me that immediately Diana came into my mind because she's one, she's a great creative mind as well. Not only is she a writer, she's a journalist. We actually did a short uh, film together, which you can find on my YouTube channel. Uh, tell, so uh, drop drop that name of the YouTube channel really quickly. While, while we love yes. on Diana. What is it? <laughs> so the YouTube channel, you can follow me. You just type in Beatrice Erica Mays on YouTube. My page should come up. I say that because I don't even I don't even know what my YouTube name is, which is that's bad. fine. That's fine. But, yeah, no, but, no, no. Beatrice, but Beatrice Erica Mays, it comes right up, and um, yes, on my my page I have like my demo reel. I was kind of doing natural hair reviews and stuff for a little while, okay. and there's an acting uh, folder, and we did this um, short story. It was kind of like a monologue, but a spoken word, and we kind of like filmed it out, and it's called. Um, this is not your this is not your everyday hangover. Or no, it's a different kind of hangover. That's the name of the short film. It's a different and kind of hangover. Video. Yep, a different kind of hangover. And um me and her, it was just the two of us. We she wrote the entire um poem and I expressed it in a monologue and we filmed it and we like, you know, have different scenes. It, it is it came together so awesome. And the point I was making of all of that is she is somebody that when we talk, I mean, we go through completely different things. We're in completely different parts of, of life right now, but there's so much that like we think the same on, you know what I mean? We are so about that energy, so about the good vibes, so about just transmitting that positivity to toward each other. So um, she's definitely a life changer for me. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, so good. Swinging in the opposite direction, we're loving on Diana, we're loving on that piece, we're loving on you. Yeah. Um, you know, are, not to be a Debbie Downer, but have there been times in your life where you didn't feel love? And like, how did you work your way back towards towards it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. I would say there's been a lot of times where, you know, I don't always feel loved or, you know, but, but I, I when I really sit and think about that, 
if I ever have in a moment not felt loved, it's been maybe when I haven't been loving myself as much as usual. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that for me is like when I really think, oh, I don't feel loved or I don't feel like it's positive. I have to ask myself like, why? And it's usually nine times out of 10 when I'm stressed or I'm letting myself get in my own mind and, you know, I may not be as um, having as much faith as I know I can. And once I identify that, I can immediately start working on it because I pinpoint my success. I pinpoint my happiness. You know what I mean? So, you know, definitely there are times where, you know, you're, you're kind of not hanging out with friends or you may be a little lonely or you may have had a breakup or whatever, but you have to have those people in your life, even if it's one person, even if it's just one. For me, thankfully, mm-hmm. I have at least two. <laughs> yes. Two is, two, two like, is good. I, yeah, two is good. But, you know, as long as you have one person who, like, you know loves you no matter what, you know it's an unconditional force, um, that for me is my mom. And, you know, I can always – she goes through her own things as well. And as I enter into adulthood, I become more of, like, you know, I don't always tell her absolutely everything because she doesn't understand a lot of, like – being an artist, struggling in New York, seeing what you're, you know, living in these crazy expensive apartments out here. Um, Listen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she doesn't always understand all of that, but regardless, she loves me no matter what. So as long as, I mean, if anyone is out there that, you know, really doesn't feel loved on or, you know, really feels like, you know, man, I'm not seeing like the positivity in my life or I'm not, seeing like where I'm loved, who loves me, take a look at yourself and start from there. You know? (laughs) What a mouthful. I I just want to take a moment to like drink that in. Um, Wow. Mm -hmm. That's really, really, really good. Um, How does love present itself in your personal artistry? How do you inject and infuse love into that? Hmm. No. Hmm. How do I inject love into my art? I really think it just starts with my passion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And and like acting for me is something. I mean, of course, every artist has their own, um, you know, uh, concentration that they focus on. But for me, acting has been so uh, so much of a journey for me. Like outside of the camera versus on camera. You know, just being able to talk to people. I used to be very shy. You know, I used to be very like, um, uh, what is that word I'm looking for? Like in- introverted. I yeah. and, and I still can be, but you know, I used to be very introverted. Like, wouldn't let anyone in. And through acting, I've learned to just kind of like be more vocal. You know, risk it. Who cares what someone's thinking of you? And half the time, it's not even as bad as you think they're thinking. You know what I mean? Um, you are your own worst critic. But the yep. best thing about that is you can be your biggest fan. And through acting, I've really... I'm like, going to pause you again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pause you again. And, and, <laughs> yes. and that's a nugget. That's a, yep. That is an Erica, Beatrice, <laughs> Erica Mays nugget. You said you can be your own worst critic, but then yeah. you can turn it around yeah. and be... You can be your biggest fan. Say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. And you got to let... Like, you got to know that. Because uh, as someone, too, like, you know, in middle school, high school, that's, it's hard being, like, an adolescent, being a minority, being, you know, trying to, like, figure yourself out. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. 
it's not the easiest thing. But if you depend on someone else to make that happiness for you or to fix it, like, you'll be waiting for forever, you know? So you have to kind of start with you. And, and acting has definitely taught me all this. Like, even everything I'm talking about now and everything that I'm saying right now, I can really honestly say acting has shifted my mind. It's shifted my focus. It's, it's made me think more positively. And because of that, I feel my performances have been better than they have been in past years. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it helps my craft as well. So for the listener that um, you say, like, you're going to have to, you know, get more positive, you're going to have to get more mm-hmm. um, uh, thoughtful. For the listener that's <laughs> like, all right, well, you can say that, but like, how? Like, how? Yeah. how like, how? Well, I would just say, you know, you just start taking baby steps. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't give yourself too much pressure. Like, oh, my God, I got to fix everything now. You know, it doesn't work like that. I would say um, take baby steps. What I love about what you even did, like, when we first started talking, like, taking a deep breath, breathing through things will save you every time, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. just breathing through it, no matter how mad you are, no matter how stressed you are, no matter, like, how angry you can get about something or, you know, feel like, man, okay, I, like, I'm not doing the best I can today or I didn't have the best of days. Giving yourself that pat on the shoulder anyway and saying, it's okay, like, I love you at the end of the day. And this you're saying to yourself, you know, I love you at the end of the day. You're worth it. You're going to have a better day tomorrow. You know, taking those baby steps breathing through everything that'll really help and then you get bigger and bigger as you go i want to invite the listeners right now and invite you um uh and i'm gonna do it myself to just take a cleansing breath just breathe in yes great idea breathe out oh let's do another one breathe in breathe out that's good shit. Yes. I love yeah. that we are having this conversation. It's so good. It's so good. Now tell yes. me about, I'm, I'm feeling like lifted. Tell me about a time when um, you fell down. I mean, like wiped out, like on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Whereas I, fe- I feel like a time that I can really remember feeling super drained, super exhausted. Um, I had moved to New York. I actually had moved to New York all in one day. Like, I had picked up all my stuff. I was, like, out here. From where? Before. So I'm from Connecticut originally. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the middle of Connecticut, though. Like, not, like, Fairfield area where everyone's like, oh, like, it's right there. Like, I'm, like, a good two, three hours away drop. <laughs> okay, okay, so, okay. <laughs> so, like, it's not, like, just super quick to get here. So that whole summer, like, I would call out of work. I'm, like, you know, be trying to find jobs, be trying to find a place to live. Couldn't find anything. Everyone was like, oh, let me know when you get it to New York, and we'll help you. We'll help you. Nothing happened. Moved all of my things in one night, and I ended up saying, like, I mean, I got here at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find an apartment. Like, it was, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon by this time. Wait, you just came up here and you were like, you were like, today I find an apartment. Today. Yeah, I mean, I had to. You know, what moved me out here originally, uh, I wanted to take my acting career way more seriously. I felt like I was like working dead in jobs at home. And Mm -hmm. I moved to New York because I got accepted to Hunter College. 
So okay. I was like, you know, finishing my uh, degree at home. I was going to start my bachelor's in, in Hunter. And I'm like, okay, like I got this. I waited till the day before classes started. And I was like, I have to move today. Like I have to move today. There's no other <laughs> day to do it because I have class tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so it was 3 p.m. in the afternoon in New York City, and you're like, Jesus, be a fence. Go on. Okay. I'm like, oh my God. I didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, I was feeling really like, oh my God, like, did I make the right decision? Like, it's too late now. I already signed my name to these student loans and this tuition and all this stuff was going mm -hmm. on in my mind. And I really felt kind of like, am I going to come back from this? Or like, where am I actually going to sleep tonight? Like there are people that sleep outside every day. You see it in New York all the time. Yeah, like, am yeah. I one of them, you know? So having that, um, that end result that I didn't really know was happening that day, uh, like anchoring over me, it was a little bit uh, draining. It was very overwhelming. It was very stressful. Like I've never been that stressed in my life in one day <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but again, thankfully, I had, you know, that motivating force behind me. My mom was with me and she was like, I don't care if you have to, like, take the train for a couple of weeks, you know, like, we're going to figure out something. But I was like, stubborn, like, no, I'm finding an apartment today. And I did. It, believe it or not, I ended up um, going to this rooms for rent place. They were, yeah. were going to close at five. It was three, mind you. They were closing at five. And the lady was like, you know what? I actually, like... Um, know this lady. She didn't even know the, like, this wasn't with her job. This is one of her friends who she what? knew was renting out a room. And she was like, yeah, like, my friend's actually, like, renting out a room. Her and her daughter live there and they have a spare bedroom. Like, let me see if she's still looking. Sure enough, the lady was looking. I moved in all in that day. By the time I laid my head down at nine o'clock that night, I was like, okay, this is, I'm supposed to be here. This day was supposed to happen. So sometimes, you know, that's the thing that, I don't know. I guess I'm always turning all this into a positive. No, you better uh, on this. Outlook. You better on this episode. <laughs> yes. Keep yeah, going. You know, you Go turn off. it into a positive outlook. And, you know, even on the, honestly, that was the most stressful day of my life. And it ended up being what needed to happen. It, that day, if, if the day didn't happen that way, I wouldn't be who I am now. That day happening, I have a story to tell, one, <laughs> which is always cool. And yeah. two, it's like that just showed me all of the events that have taken place today. You are supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in New York. You're supposed to be going to Hunter. You're supposed to be here. Let it go. You know? So, you know, when you're feeling bogged down, just know, like, this is – it's it, uh, no matter how bad it gets, essentially, you know, be smart and know what you can do to fix things. But accept them and be grateful for everything that happens in your life, the good and the bad, because it just adds to your journey, you know? I do know. I look. That's that is an exclamation point in this conversation for me. I could talk to you for days, and I hope that I do get to do that oh, again. Yeah. Um, 
where can people find you once again online and, and follow your work? Yes. So definitely I'm most proactive on Instagram. My Instagram is Erica's Way, like it's my way or the highway, Erica's Way. Spell that out for the listeners. So (laughs) so that's E-R-I-K-A-S-W-A-Y underscore. So you can follow me on Instagram, um, YouTube, as I said, just type in Beatrice Erica Mays. Um, Oh, my God, where am I? Facebook. I have a Facebook fan page. Um, It's actually doing really well. And surprisingly, which I'm so glad um, we waited to do this podcast interview because um, I was recently in a web series that just launched on Amazon Prime. So on Prime, yes, yes, it is called Sex and the Single Lady, and you type that up, we're the only um, web series called that, and we only have our first three episodes up, but stay tuned because it's like, it's a story about murder and sex and scandal, and uh, I'm actually one of the starring roles. It's me and four other girls, um, we're starring in the roles, and it was a pleasure to work with all of, all of the ladies on set. Um, also, Giviad Joseph was on that um, set. He plays my husband. And Giviad Joseph, is, and no one knows him, he's um, probably the most famous out of all of us, I'd say, at this point. He's been on Power um, okay. with uh, 50 Cent's uh, show Power. He's been in A Boogie with the Hoodies new music video. Um, he's been on The Wire. He's been on a lot of uh, different platforms, different shows and TV so yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good a good series. There's a lot to see. I'm not giving away anything. That's right. <laughs> but it's that's great, right. It's a great uh, series. So everyone, go check it out. Yeah, I'm smiling from ear to ear for you. Like I, I'm just <laughs> bathing in that black girl magic right now. Like that's oh, great. Thank you so that's much, Andre. I always yeah. end every podcast with um, three fill in the blanks, and I would love for you to do that if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. Okay, love is blank. Love is challenging. Love is real. And love is worth it. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. You're about to make <laughs> me run laps around the building. Joy. I think about that for a minute. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Joy is blank. Joy is exciting joy is pure joy is necessary Woo! <laughs> those are the three i'd say for that <laughs> yeah like i i'm feeling you on that necessary like it's essential like how are we gonna make mm-hmm. it through like it is a required tool in your belt but this is your it answer is. not my answer but like Wow. Yeah, it is. And you know, it, it, it like it it's so necessary and if you are someone who is not experiencing joy, just understand that it is necessary. So anything that's a necessity to you, you can make that happen. You know? Oof. Last yeah. one. Freedom is blank. Hmm. Mm, that's a good one. Okay, let's see. This is the one that usually everyone's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's see. There's so many things I can say for freedom. I'm like, okay, what suits the here and now? Freedom is eternal. Freedom is 
freedom is freedom starts within. Can I say freedom starts within? <laughs> yeah, freedom starts. And freedom starts within. It, it that's that's definitely true, and freedom is joy. That's the yes. third one. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So well, I thank you for... Freedom is joy. You go back to joy and you fill in those. <laughs> yeah, like, like freedom is joy. Joy is love. Necessary. Love is love. Yeah, it's necessary and it's love. And you have a complete package of how to live a really, really fun and awesome life. Thank you so yeah. much, Beatrice, Erica Mays, yes. for being on the Love City Arts so Podcast. Much. Cannot wait to have you back sometime um, and hear about yes. all the great things you're doing. And I'm thankful for you um, being here in the now and the present with us. Yes. Thank you so much, Andre, for having me. And, you know, call me, contact me anytime. Don't forget to send me my yoga stuff. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to like, share, comment, and tweet about this episode. Your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love. Don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well. Also, feel free to visit lovecityarts.org. We've got more episodes, monthly giveaways, upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>